0: What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Bruni. You're doing great? I don't know why I'm doing great, but I'm just doing great. I... (laughs) I told you when as soon as I got here, I said, it's gonna be a loaded podcast. Yes. And you were like, really? Really? Is it? And I said, yes, Con, this is going to be a loaded podcast. I'm not sure we can fit into an hour. Is this the first time we've had a podcast over under five months since we've had a podcast with content over? Wait, over under five. months. It's been more than that. Yes, it's been more than that. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've had a a lot on these last few podcasts. (laughs) We've, we've, yeah, no, I had to go back and listen to the last podcast I genuinely enjoyed. Besides, I like the KD interview. That was, that was cool. Was the one after Mason didn't get drafted, which was April 28th, I want to say, somewhere around there. That's the last one I genuinely enjoyed because I was so angry that Mason didn't get drafted. And now he's a a high school coach. But we'll we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Um, So, yes, thank you all for joining us. this is going to be a fun podcast. We have a lot to talk about. Like I've said, we've literally had to go through the talk, the talking point, point multiple times because Colin just does not remember anything. So hopefully, <laughs> it Colin can been keep like up. Like I with wanted us. to be thorough, or I, or I wanted to be more detailed. But now you're just claiming that I have memories. <laughs> so loss hopefully, issues. Colin can keep up with us here. But we have a lot to talk about. So I'm not going to waste those time. One thing I will plug at the beginning of this podcast is subscribing to Mean Green twenty four seven because. We're doing big things over there. We have a lot of VIP content going up, and we are doing... We have conference preview videos. That's another thing we need to plug right now. And so, yeah, check all the stuff we're doing out on Mingering 24-7. It's the only thing I'll plug at the beginning, but let's get into it, Colin, because today is the first day of fall practice. What a time. Man, they <laughs> had a... they had eight walkthroughs, I believe, before this, but now they have helmets on, and now they, they have their visors, you know, all the... safety stuff going on and this is their first practice was this morning friday morning and then they had um subsequent pressers for seth luttrell jalen darden and katie david katie davis all after practice and man it felt good who would have thought that it felt so good just to be on zoom who would have thought yeah right zoom who would have thought after after you know all this happened that we'd be Kind of starting on time so far. Hey, we are scheduled to start on time, September fifth, Houston Baptist, Apogee Stadium. Be but there. It's not real till it's real. And Only fifty percent of you though. Hell yeah. Hey, fifty one percent of you show up, we might have a problem. But anyways, um, what is fifty percent of Apogee? Anyways, sixteen thousand, fifteen thousand. I think it's like thirty two thousand, but that's expanded, so it's like thirty. Let's say let's say let's say thirty thousand. Let's say thirty thousand. And Nice then. even fifteen. So let's say fifty percent of that is fifteen. Okay, question. If oh. normally they only have fifteen, does it have to be fifty percent of do that? that? They've had twenty before. They probably averaged twenty the last two three years. Averaged in air quotes. Okay, yes, but still, no. But that's that's like an actual question. So, like, is it? like are they just doing it for what capacity is or are they doing it for Sweet. like i thought they're doing it for spacing reasons well yeah spacing but i'm saying if you have students in because i know they're moving to the wing yes. we'll, i guess we'll talk about this later too yes we do have this also you're just running through all of our I'm topics Sorry, it, but go ahead it just it just came on my mind like is there going to be guest seating like is it, what's getting reduced here because you have to have room for the students is it, is it the alumni seating on the other side is there bands i don't think there are bands there's no bands so there you go interesting I don't think away people are going to be traveling either. I told you to talk to you, you offline about this. Some, there's probably some COVID denying schools out there. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Okay. Um, anyways, what, what were we talking about? Anyways, media availability this morning. Yes. It was a lot of fun to see all the guys, get to talk to all them. Um, I didn't go too thorough with my questions because, A, it's the first day, and B i've noticed that as this is kind of the the feeling out process you know Mm -hmm. this is their first press conference back Jalen darden katie davis you know they're 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 fine guys to talk to but they're not going to come in here and break down clint bowen's defensive scheme for me real quick on zoom for me real quick yeah they're not gonna do that so i'm saving that for for next week sometime uh we are going to have i believe it's two media availability days a week we'll we'll see how how that all plays out but all over zoom and i mean shout out to zoom man they're doing great things and they're (laughs) allowing they're allowing me to be you know face to to face with these guys yeah so shout out zoom um i did have a few takeaways from the media availability though um i did write a vip story about about these though and i'm not going to get onto every single thing i mentioned there but the first thing I want to mention because obviously this is the most prominent one when dealing with the situation we're in right now. I asked it was Katie Davis, I believe. I asked if he felt safe, yeah, with everything that they're doing there. And Seth Goat went on long rants about, you know, the protocol that they're doing and everything. They have no positive test as of the last 2, I believe. Testing slates. And how how often is that? I want to say it's once a week. Okay. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. But none. Yeah. So no players, coaches, staff, nothing. That's very good. That's awesome. With that being said, obviously all these players are going back home. You know, they're all going to the grocery store. They're all going other places. Right. This isn't like the NBA bubble. This is not a bubble. This is not a bubble. Right. A test could pop up positive at any time. Think more MLB except with responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes a, a better leadership probably yeah <laughs> with, let's just say seth latrell is better than rob manford oh um, <laughs> exactly or ren baker i guess is better than rob manford but regardless this is not a bubble and so i asked katie davis if he felt safe mm-hmm. he said yes he said that you know with all the stuff they're going through you know he feels safe he's just he's excited to be back and all this stuff i believe him i was i was gonna i was no i question. do i do believe okay. him he i believe him and I, but I believe at this moment that every player feels safe, right, in what they are doing. Not only because they haven't had positive tests, really, but more so because they're so focused right now on the season mm-hmm. that it would take it would take a something really going wrong. For them to be shook and be taken off this path, I feel like. Do you mean that? In like a it's way- not gonna take one person to test positive do, and do you sit mean out. That, do you mean that in like a like a they don't want to lose this season career wise, or do, look, you, do you look at it in a way of like only safety if that makes sense? I look at it from a standpoint of because another thing Coach Latrell said was we control we control what we can control, right, and that's how i feel like everybody else is going about this right so they feel safe a because they're young and you know it's it's not a it's not end all be all for them but b because they're so focused on the season it's like this is what we can control if something if an exterior force comes about and we can't play then we'll worry the, about deal with it. that when it comes yes, exactly so that's where i feel like they're at at this point I feel like that's kind of where almost everyone's at at this point as well y- yes but from a larger standpoint, the NCAA and stuff have to be worried, and the conferences have to be no, worried of about course. it I'm on just, a macro I'm just saying scale. In terms of, in terms of the way society's taking it at this point, it's yes. kind of like we'll deal with it when we have to. Right now, of course, the players are dealing with it at a micro level. The coaches at a yeah. micro level. The conferences at a macro level. That's the difference here. And so that was an interesting reply to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ask Jalen Darden because I already knew what Jalen Darden was going to say, and I Jalen Darden just exuded what he's always exuded which is just a crazy amount of hunger and yeah. just like a ferocity of just i just want to get on the field and i want to juke out like four people and score a touchdown right like that's what he lives for and so that's why for me it's like it's not even a concern right now right. that well, whether you're st- and whether and that was, safe that was that not. was my question was is how much of this is Like this is football is everything that these dudes got. Like this is what they've, they've like Jalen Darden, for example, like he obviously wants to go to the NFL. Yes. He doesn't want to have a season. Like, like you said, it's going to take a lot for the, for these guys not to want to have a season. Exactly. Um, For the people who don't know, what are some of the protocols that they are doing? So you mentioned they do the testing, you think, once a week. or What are some of the other things? Well, I mean, other than that, they have their temperature checked every day. They have to wear masks inside of the facilities. While they practice or no? And then while they practice, I believe some players do wear a mask underneath their um, face mask. So and then they have uh, most of them from what i from what i've heard and what i saw most players have visors mm-hmm. i don't know if all of them have visors i'm not speaking off of facts right now because i haven't been to practice they haven't allowed us to practice yet right but most have visors some wear masks underneath their while they're while they're lifting definitely while they're lifting um but when they're on the field some even wear it there and so that's what they're saying like yeah it sucks to have to you know work out like bench press with a mask on like that's that's tough but at the end of the day it's like it's just another thing you have to do they kind of accepted it to where it's another thing you have to do in order to play the season right which is the right thing to do if you are really set on right playing the season which they are um i only bring this all up the safety part of it up because we saw what the pac-12 is doing with uh the unionizing I don't to call it unionizing, but coming together from players. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. But um, where they have concerns with COVID, well, with with multiple things. They have multiple concerns. And so you, that then you see players opting out, whether it's for their own health or uh, Randall Moore, I believe I said his name right, Randall Moore from Purdue, who's one of the top receivers in the entire country opting out. Um, I don't know if that's for health reasons or if that's to protect his draft stock. I don't know. But there are reasons where people are opting out. And that's another thing is that no players have opted out. All three of the people interviewed, Latrell, Davis, and Darden, all said that players haven't even like they they haven't heard of it. They right. haven't it's, heard it's not players a... haven't come to them with a concern of being like, hey, you know, I'm kind of worried about the season, I'm thinking about it. Like they said they they haven't really heard it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I mean, no positive tests, no one opting out. From a fan, from a coach perspective, this is going about as well as you can ask. Yeah, I mean, but they all did say that they will support a player who makes a decision to opt out. Right. They're not. They're they not all either. had the same cookie cutter answer where, you know, it's their choice. It's, they can do what they want. We will support them fully. So they're not they they are all aware that is a possibility. Right. Of course. It's just not happening in North Texas. So um, with all that being said, it was a really interesting first day. Um, I'm not going to say everything, like I said, on the story. On the VIP story that I said, uh, I'm trying to think what what else from from that story could could we pull? Um, one thing I will say. Actually, no. We'll save this. We'll save this for our. Uh, we're getting into position grades later on in the podcast. Yeah, that'll be our third topic, I believe. Um, let me make sure I didn't miss anything else. Nope. All right, let's go. No AM game, Colin. Yay. No Texas A&M football game. Yeah. No. No yay. No yay. 1.25 million no's. That that was good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm on my A game today, Colin. This is day one. This is We're day here. 1.25 no, $1. million dollars is what North Texas is not going to be getting from Texas A&M this year. And that hurts. Yep. And North Texas is not happy about it. And understandably so, because that's a lot of money especially when you're losing money already yes. because of this whole thing yes exactly so they had a I wrote I wrote a story about this so I'm not gonna get too in depth about this about a week ago um there was a 1 million dollar buyout for Texas A&m to cancel the game and they just said no we're not we're not paying that either and they said they don't they the athletic director I don't remember his name basically said we don't feel like we owe any of these non-conference opponents anything because it's out of our control. The counterpoint is that instead of playing North Texas, you're just playing South Carolina. Right. So it's not out of your control that you're not playing football. It's It's that you're not playing North Texas. Instead, you're playing South Carolina. You're playing a conference schedule. And while you are a part of the SEC, which made that move as a unit, you're a part of the SEC. So where their decision impacts you their decision affects how you do business right so if if my dad when i was a kid if my dad said i can't go play basketball like i can't give them my ball like i can't bring my ball to the court like that it's it there are subsequent things that happen whenever a greater power says you can't do this and so you kind of just have to pay pay like pay up you have to right to accept it that's the stance that north texas is kind of taking Yeah, especially if. And you're, if you're, so last thing i will say before i'm sorry to cut you off but um north texas just from what i understand could be maybe trying to get a settlement or something out of that mm-hmm. try to get something out of that because that's a lot of money not to get right and like i said especially because of this whole covid thing um it's interesting because you said that they say it's out of control but they're still like you said they're still playing football so what's out of their control? The, the SEC. That's what they're saying. So they're basically just oh, putting I thought, it all, I thought you were saying that, the, that COVID was the thing that was out of their control. Well, I mean that's the that's the breaking point, obviously. Well, but I'm then the SEC. It, but, but so, so if, if if they're saying it's out of their control because of safety reasons, you're still playing football. It's not like a North Texas exactly. player has a more exactly. has a higher chance of getting it than any other football player that you're playing. So exactly, it's. I don't like, know how any of this whole thing works behind the scenes, but sounds like a good settlement case in my opinion. I, I think they're going to get something, mm-hmm. whether that's two hundred thousand, whether that's five hundred thousand. I'd have no clue, but anything helps at this point, right? <laughs> anything will pay for tests. They'll pay for you know new equipment, mm-hmm. um, new you know safety procedures in the stadium. Who knows more thermometers? Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the interesting point here is that. A M m is obviously taking that money away. And so that's the only game that's been scratched from the schedule so far. Um, Houston, SMU, both the AAC said they're going to have an eight-game conference season and then teams can do what they want outside of that, which is basically what you already do. But they're just saying, you know, we're not going to mandate you have... 10 conference games and no right. non-conference. So they just said eight conference games, do what you want with the rest. SMU Houston is still on the schedule at the moment. So that's good. Um and those are close teams. So that's not really reason for concern. You can travel by bus, you can space buses out, you can, you know, do you can take precaution there. Um Now we do have a lot of questions, Colin, about students and fans and at games yes now we both know we both saw 50 percent, and that they are moving students to the end zone mm-hmm. at the at the eagle which i kind of like the yeah, students should be done there anyways i feel like that's like a really good viewing experience for students like i would want fans but then again the sun that's the only thing that's why the students were over there in the first place because the sun comes down you know what i mean right on the students do you to, know what I'm saying? to burn them no i'm just i'm just saying it's not a great viewing experience whenever the sun comes up behind the press box and points down at the you know the away side the band and the students yes so isn't the eagle a good thing yes no that but that's why they had the students over there in the first place oh yeah because i said they're you free know, tickets yeah i was saying i was saying why not have actual crowd on both sides of the stadium oh yeah and put the students in the wing but then i remembered the sun is really bad for the f- entire first quarter plus then some on that side so mm-hmm. maybe you don't really want to uh, do that right but regardless um here's a question from alejandro um also, thank you all for your questions. We have a lot of questions. We're not going to get to all of y'all's questions. Uh, we're going to just go about like how we have this planned, and then get to questions as we go. Some of them we yeah. we piece together, uh, like two questions, like from two different people. We just put as one. Uh, so thank you all for your questions. If, even if I don't mention you exactly by name, um, thank you all for your questions. All right, Alejandro asked, or he said, I doubt we will even reach fifty percent capacity with the COVID concerns right now, Colin. And the fact that fifty percent capacity at Apogee Stadium is fifteen thousand, I think it's reasonable to expect that they're not going to get to fifteen thousand. I wouldn't be surprised if for the first few games, especially Houston Baptist, is not getting to fifteen thousand. I was going to say I don't know. I it, it could be pretty, SMU is pretty interesting. Empty. SMU, is, SMU interesting. is interesting, but it, but like for like you just said, Houston Baptist, that could be an empty game. I mean, obviously you'll have some some people there, but I don't know who's going to come out to. You like know, risk anything right to and, and, go and watch especially when it's 50 capacity you don't have people grouped up together there's no atmosphere at that point i'm you, assuming you're losing a lot of the fan experience i'm assuming of this. i'm assuming groups that come together like let's say you and i go to the game together as fans i'm assuming that we can sit together of course but i'm saying but i'm saying like the whole the whole student body sitting together you yes. know that, that gives an atmosphere yes of, of, or like you have you know all the dudes in the end zone who are drunk yelling yeah. at like that's an atmosphere yes and if you split all those things apart you're just kind of have people just sitting by themselves you know in groups of two three four whatever yeah. just kind of yeah it, it will there. be different it will be so, different. so i think especially with that first game it could just very well be like the die hard mean green and fans family. and in family exactly and i don't know no band yeah That's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. Going to be quiet. They're going to have to play music, I guess, through the speakers between plays, uh, which I don't mind. I actually kind of like that. But um, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on um with Houston Baptist. Now, NTSN asked, "Who do y'all think uh, fills the open September twelfth spot on the schedule?" I have no clue. However, if we were to pick. Like, just, a, just, just any throw team. a name out there. Like, let's say, like, Middle Tennessee. It was Middle Tennessee, right? They got the home and home with Troy, mm-hmm. right? And then Louisiana Tech just scheduled Louisiana Monroe. That's a, that's a good game for a few reasons. You get a whole close team and a recruiting opponent. Um, there was another one I'm not going to remember. I don't know. But there are teams that are getting good games. Now, if you're North Texas, do you even feel the need to do that? I'd say no because there's no incentive right now for where the team is at in the rebuilding process. Like Louisiana tech, we talked about on our previews. They're going to be a contender, uh, middle Tennessee, good team. Whereas if you, if you're North Texas and you're trying to find a person or a team that's higher level, but is still competing with the same recruits, like a mm-hmm. TCU, you already mm-hmm. have SMU. TCU is going to win. Baylor is going to win. I mean, who else do you have? If you schedule with like a Troy or somebody like that, again, those teams have proven to be better. So it's tough because why schedule an opponent opponent if you're just going to look bad? I don't think that that's how they're looking at it at all. I think there's two reasons why they don't do it. First reason comes back to they really I I think if you're a coach, if you're if I'm coach of Trill and I'm looking at the schedule right now, you have Houston Baptist, you have a week off, then you have SMU in Houston. Mhm that's ideal give me a bye week before the two biggest games of the season arguably and try to win those games instead that's of good instead of that traveling good to let's say wherever throw a damn team out, i don't know yes louisiana monroe going to louisiana monroe or even hosting them and a and then this gets into my second point it costs money to either travel or host a team in yep. that second week yep, because you're not going to play A&M. I mean, unless you play, I don't even know how much TCU or someone like that would pay in theory, but it obviously wouldn't be as much. It might be 300,000 instead of, you know, that 1 million they had right. from A&M. If you don't get that, if you play like a, if, if you play an FCS team, especially then you're just, you're just throwing paying away money. buses. You're paying this and that you're, you're paying a lot of money to host a game where, Okay, let's say you win it if it's a bad team, and maybe I guess for I don't know how bowl eligibility is going to work at all. We yeah, haven't that, I haven't even thought about that. I haven't either. But I I assume if you go five and six, you probably have a good shot of making a bowl game. Some somewhere around there. Let because six and six obviously gets you to a bowl game anyways. Um, I don't think that can be your concern. I think you have to save money, and I think you have to prepare for SMU Houston mm-hmm. and keep your players safe for another week. Like, that's, that's three reasons why right there. Uh, so, and then I, I, your reason can even be a fourth reason. Yeah, I was going to say, your your reasons kind of play into my reasons. There's no reason just to go out there and, and right. lose. There's no. There's but no I, I just don't think that's how they're looking That's not at their it. main reason, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that was just the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. You're such a pessimist. Listen, such man. a pessimist. How am I a pessimist? Just, I oh, don't know, they don't want to play because they're going to lose. Well, uh, I guess the better way to say it is there's no incentive exactly for them to play. Like Arkansas a few years ago, there was an incentive to play them because you were trying to prove something. Whereas now, what are you going (laughs) to prove against a TCU or a Baylor? But you can't go into the season thinking like that. If you're on the athletic staff or if you're Ren Baker or if you're Jared Mosley, if you're Seth Attrell. Obviously not going into the season, but they're not. Now it's like... The expectations are not as high, yes, but they're not going to... If TCU comes up and offers them to play, they're going to play. Well, yeah, because they're going to get money. Yes. So that's what I'm saying is that... I think they should leave it blank to have a bye week, save money, to get guys prepared for those SMU and Houston games. Like those are, those are big games. Now that you don't have a And M, like those are huge games. If you can take one of those, you interconference play at two and one. That'd be insane. And That's then best we're case talking scenario. about this team very differently. That's best case very scenario. honestly. So, um, yeah, it sucks they didn't get a And M, but you know they're rolling rolling with the times i haven't heard anything i'm gonna to try to get something to see if they're looking to schedule anyone uh my guess is that they'd be open to like calls you know but they're not calling people i guess right. that's what i would assume um so yeah thank you uh nts and alejandro and also barry had a question which we'll touch on very briefly um let me find it uh how will the omission of the a&m game affect UNT's recruiting when it comes to exposure I guess that's my point. So that that's your point, and yeah. that they, in that they, uh, they may lose. But okay, but but you're saying they're gonna lose. I'm saying that there's no. How much exposure can you get if you get blown out by 40? Exactly. That's that's my point. So you're saying uh, it's a worthless game. I'm. Well, I'm saying except I, for the money. Except for outside of the money, there's no incentive to play. Like you said, not only for safety reasons, but just logistical reasons. It's you know less than a month. Yes. I guess when the game would come. Or about, close. about a month. About a month. Yeah. So a month for you to try to get all this stuff around. And if it's not in state, like that's just a whole nother that's a whole nother issue. So it's just not worth it. No, I, I, I agree. Uh from a recruiting aspect, I think it would only help them if they stayed close with AM. Yes. And it, it, I don't think it hurt them otherwise. It, it, it would hurt. It's no. exactly how the how the Arkansas game was. They won, it made their recruiting better. If you lose that game, it's North Texas. Yes. But then, yeah, the Florida game in 2016, nobody looks at that and be like, "Oh man, that hurt are recruiting." Right, exactly. Or that, it exactly. didn't help or hurt. It's just how it goes. Now, if this was, if this team was, sorry, go ahead. If this team was last year's team, you might think about it. Yeah, I mean, FAU got blown out by 50 to Oklahoma, didn't they? I don't remember. like yeah. a year ago or something. Yeah, and yeah, we're also all talking about and uh, FAU just got the third best dual threat quarterback. Yes, there. Yes, um, Deion Sanderson. Yeah, exactly. What it be so? That's how much that affects recovery. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for your question, Barry. Um, to do. What else we have here? I guess we'll keep it positive. I, I won't t- touch on the, the feeling on the season. We, you have, how, how are you feeling going into the season? Does are, it feel too are, good are, to be true? Are doing season expectations? No, 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 no. I mean, just uh, it's starting from a, from a pandemic perspective. Connie. Oh, I mean, cause we do have questions I, about this. This is just how I've taken kind of everything. And this isn't even just a football thing honestly just take every day the same the same like go one day at a time because you said this the other day you've been saying every day a month from now we'll know more yeah and we haven't known more so i it's just like uh, the way the NBA started I didn't think it was going to happen until it happened so same thing with football I'm glad it's it looks like it's happening but I'm not expecting yeah. it not to happen or it to happen I'm just kind of rolling with the punches there you go so I'm not a pessimist there. <laughs> what would you call... I'm not, you, I'm not. I didn't say anything, neutral. Colin. Look, you yeah. pointed at me I had to said point at you because, because... Look at you accusing you get, me. You kind of gave me a glare. You looked down at your notebook and you kind of looked up like, okay, buddy. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. All right, Colin, Uh Let's get to uh, position grades. All right. Because these are fun to do and we have not done them yet. And this will kind of... So a lot of y'all ask questions about, you know, how good do we think this team will be or what do we think their expectations are? We addressed a lot of those on previous podcasts. First of all, and the uh, preview, yeah, and the preview that we did on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Check it out, Mingreen Twenty Four Seven. We have, I think, we're through nine teams now. Colin, round of applause yes. for us. Nine teams down, five. To that go. was that was over a hundred hours of work. Ooh, it was, was a insane. lot of work. I don't even want to get into it. But thank you all for liking that those videos and you know sharing them with friends and whatnot, all that good stuff. So, anyways, check that out if you want just our overview of that um as the season gets closer we'll start doing more specific previews but this is like i said in the beginning why i didn't want to ask players questions is the same reason why i don't want to go in depth yet because we still have i i don't know anything i don't know who the quarterback is i don't know i don't know who have the starting line is i have to see this i have to see it right so we'll see all right position grades con with that being said um <laughs> nine positions or yes. I guess units, if you want to call them that. Unit grades. Where do we want to start? Which one do we want to start with? Probably defense first. Wow, that's kind of ambitious. But all right, I'm down. Okay. Ambitious? Okay, We're defense, taking- Colin, <laughs> defense. We'll start with defensive line. Okay. Now you have Dion Oville. You have hey, Caleb Coleman. First of all, how yep. are we ranking this? Is this Conference USA? Is this all of college football? Is just this just like within the team? That's a good question let's do conference usa okay let's do grading it on a scale of conference usa so yeah i think that's pretty fair i think that's fair to do so for instance mason fine last year the past whatever years three years would have been an a or an a plus probably Right, In most people's eyes. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson as a, as a running back, even A-plus. though even though it wasn't a deep running back group, I guess I would probably have an A, A minus, somewhere like that. Uh, give me, give me something else. Give me, give me something else. Trey Siggers, uh, the year. offensive line last year. Can you do Z? <laughs> uh, probably, probably around a. C. That's tough. Minus C that's minus, tough. somewhere around there. That's tough. So, anyways, that that's just there's an idea. There's an idea. I can't please. You want that, high. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so anyways, let's start. Hold this. on, let me go on oh a tangent my real God. quick. Okay, go. We watch. We watch. We watched highlights. Trying to do that North Texas preview video of like Mason throwing, and every throw he got hit, and you gave him a C minus. That was bad. That was bad. We were watching highlights, and we were cringing. Very often. Very, very often. Okay. Are you done with your, your little side tangents? Or... That was it. I, okay. wasn't, I wasn't going off on some rant. Okay. Let me pull up the roster just to make sure I don't miss anybody here. Not that, you know, I do miss anybody, but here we right. go. All-knowing Bernie. All-knowing. All right. Defensive line. Like I said, Devontae McCray, Deion Noville, Caleb Colvin, uh, Asher Froh, Dayton LeBlanc. It's pretty much everybody. Um, Jimmy Walker. We know it's going to be a 3-3-5, three, three, so three down linemen pretty much. Um, Bowen has said it could be flexible personnel, depending on which, but we're just going to go with three down linemen, Colin. What is your grade for this defensive line entering the season? This defensive line is actually really solid, only because, I mean, not only, obviously, but Dion Noville obviously brings that up a whole lot. Devontae McRae is a great replacement for Ladarius Hamilton, and then you have solid guys in LeBlanc. Is it LeBlanc? Or yes. LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Uh, and Asher Fro. So I'm going to give it, a b plus because there's only one nfl guy on this that's team. pretty good that's pretty good um now i will say this defense line's been slept on it's been slept on for years i think it was Two Athlon years. had athlon had a giant conference preview one and they had this defense line ranked in the bottom like four or five or was something that in like conference that. or in conference wow and i was like okay and then uh dave campbell dctf i believe had them at a d is that what it was? Oh yeah, D plus, right? Something yes. like that. I remember showing it to you. I was like, "Damn, okay." Uh, but I'm with you. I'm pretty much with you here. I'm gonna go B, simply because I'm scared. You know, Devonte McRae uh, has three years of eligibility, so this is a sophomore year. Uh, Deionville is gonna be very good. I don't doubt that at all. Um, then on the other side, you have Colvin or Fro or whoever. If you throw LeBlanc over there, even um, that side kind of scares me. But I think we've talked about this before. Ladarius Hamilton, Dion O'Ville put up monster numbers last year despite the defense having a not monster season. Right. Like it was bizarre. So now Clint Bowen comes in, and while well, sure they're going to be doing different things, I just want to make sure that their stats correlate to the defense having a good season. That's that's what I'm worried about. Like, yes, Deion Novo could put up 55 tackles, but if the defensive line ends up, you know, being average the way it was, or they don't get pressure on the quarterback on a consistent basis, then that's what I'm worried about. But I think that's going to be more of a scheme thing, more of an overall defensive thing. Whereas, like last year, I think we we would both say that the defensive line was basically had to carry this defense. Yes, You, you had the new linebacking core, and the secondary was just yes bad. So. If if they're able to improve at all, and and they're going to, especially at linebacker, we haven't seen the secondary obviously because there was no spring. Yeah. But if they're able to improve just at all, yeah. it automatically makes the the defensive line better. I think Devontae McRae is not going to be a huge drop off from Ladarius Hamilton. Obviously, Ladarius Hamilton was a is an NFL player now. Yes. Um, but I think he's going to be able to fill that role, and Dionoville's is going to be better. Yeah. And I think that that's just going to make them a lot better. Devontae McCray is going to be really good. Uh. I've talked to people close to the team that are very high on him. Like, yeah, he's good. And and exactly. So I think that this defensive line is going to get pressure this year. It's just you needed to get pressure from other places so then people just couldn't focus the defensive line. Exactly. Good point. All right. Linebackers, Colin, we all know him Tyreek Davis, Katie Davis, Joe Azogu, Kevin Wood, Larry Nixon, the Murphy brothers. Who am I forgetting? Chris Thornton. I think that's everybody I can name. Didn't even know Chris Thornton was on the roster. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense. <laughs> I mean, freshman Jacoby Johnson, Jordan Wood, Jordan Brown, I should say. There you go. That's nine linebackers I just named. Thank you. I'm only paying attention to like four of them. I didn't look at my computer. You can got from me. Yeah, he, he did not did look not at his computer. That off was off the, head, dome, off the dome. I really want to see how many players off this roster I could just name. Just off the top of my head. I want to know the lowest on the depth chart player you could name. Is Chris Thornton up there? Chris Thornton is up there. <laughs> shout out Chris (laughs) and Go ahead. Anyways, uh, linebacking core. Inside linebackers, I think, are going to be above average. Katie Davis is obviously going to have a a jump this year, I think. Tyreek Davis, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. The outside linebackers concern me because we expected them to take a jump last year because of their solid seasons the year before, and they just kind of had a a plateau and I don't see them Joe making and another, Jamie. Right. And I don't see them making another jump. So because of that I'm going to give it a B and that's because Katie Davis I think is going to be really a really huge leader on this team on the defensive side. This is the position group that I think is going to decide. This might be the most important position group on this entire team outside of quarterback. Which yes. t- which sounds weird because they return everybody. Like, This is more important than I mean, obviously, offensive line is important. Yes, obviously. I think this group needs to be very good. The secondary, we don't know. Defensive line, I mean, like we talked about, should be good. We know what they are. This group, the linebacking group, will decide how Clint Bowen is able to play and what he's able to do in his first year. I don't think he's trying to do that much or do anything crazy, but as far as pass rush goes, as far as run stopping goes, and as far as pass coverage goes, all of that revolves around how good this, this, these three guys are. Exactly. I didn't think they were very good last year. No, they were average. Ty- at Tyreek, KD, and Joe. Like you said, the outside linebackers were very average. Um, I don't think they were used correctly by refit but that's another story. Um, that still plays into how they're going to play this year, though. Yeah. So. Uh, Tyreek was was fine, but he wasn't anything that jumped off the page. Uh, KD was a sophomore, true sophomore last year that hadn't didn't play his freshman year really, except for special teams. This is the unit that needs to be much better could we see the murphy brothers maybe make an appearance we could yes at the outside linebacker position especially back up to joe i wouldn't be surprised if one of them gets 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 run there Really, i thought because i thought one was outside one was inside i mean yeah but they can move around a little bit i just wasn't sure no yeah, you're right you're right that's how they were recruited one outside one inside um kevin wood also we saw a lot of mistakes he needs to clean up his i mean he was a true freshman again Mm -hmm. they didn't have depth last year larry nixon was average last year as well they just had a lot of guys that were just there right they, they, they had you had katie davis and tyreek davis then you kind of had random guys on each play young guys yeah exactly guys had to make and, plays. I, and i think this year it kind of plays into a strength i'd say whereas last year it was a weakness because got certain guys are going to make jumps in certain areas yeah. tyreek davis i think is still going to play a lot because of his speed mm-hmm. but i think that you're going to see a lot of like larry nixon or the Murphy brothers just kind of plug and play yeah. like it's going to be like, OK, this is their strength and they're going to capitalize off of that and then be around the core of Katie Davis. And then I'm not sure about who yeah, else it's going to outside, be like consistently. Yeah. I I mean, I'm with you. I, I think Katie Davis, you look at his numbers last year, and you're like, wow, he had a really good year as a true sophomore. But then you watch and you're like, well, somebody had to make the tackles. Because the defense right. line wasn't making... I mean, Dion was making tackles, but you know what I'm saying is that the three down linemen right. absorb the offensive line and then right. someone has to make the tackles. Exactly. Uh, and Kyrie and Taylor were not making tackles. The corners weren't really making tackles. Uh, so I just think this is the position group that is the most important for this team mm-hmm. besides quarterback. Like, I have high expectations for them. With all that being said, you gave them a B? Yes. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a B minus, okay? okay. Because I need to see it. But I do think they could be if they if they are good and they're a little and they're deeper than last year and they can plug guys in. Because last year they weren't even deep. Last year, if you would ask me, I would have said C probably, B minus. I'm gonna say, say okay. B minus. Next, Colin corners, Deshawn Gaddy, Quinn Whitlock, Cam Johnson, Upton Stout, true freshman. Um. Uh, Tavoris Weaver also true freshman um, another name off yes, the dome sir. that no one, no yes, one knew sir. about um, <laughs> no yeah um, and then I mean Quinn when I say Lock- corners here, here when I say corners I'll include nickel corner as well yeah so then that goes I guess Keelan Mikhail Crosby um, I think Mikhail again again, I don't even know if Mikhail's gonna play nickel or if he's gonna play safety yeah. Alex, Alex Morris will play safety sure but I assume like Keelan Crosby I don't know if he'll play safety or nickel, like those type of guys. So I guess we'll just start with mostly the outside corners, and then the nickel positions. Let's, kind let's of do just secondary a... minus the safeties. Okay, sure. All right, what do you got? Um, this is tough because this could be possible. This is the most disappointing position outside of offensive line in the last five years. You didn't like that. That can't. That can't be true. That is true. This secondary? Okay, okay, okay. Yes, except for 2018. When they had 100 interceptions. Nate Brooks came on Hall. Kyrie was good that year. Taylor was decent that year. Okay. Besides the, 2018. Besides 2018, the last go. five years. All right, here you go. This secondary right. has been awful. Um, Last go. year especially, super <laughs> underwhelming year. You had Nick Harvey and uh, Cam Johnson, and it was just... It was awful. This team this year is not going to be able to outscore opponents. And just like the linebacking core was important, the secondary has to be important. Cam Johnson to Sean Gaddy. I th- probably think we will start on the outside. Man, it's tough because we haven't seen we haven't seen Gaddy in a position to play corner really at all. And Cam Johnson, the whole secondary is bad, so it's hard to really put a put a number on him. So yeah. I'm just going to go right now. I'm just going to go directly in the middle C. Okay. Another name I didn't mention was Dorian Morris. Could be a backup corner somewhere. Him and like Upton Stout in that like number four corner spot somewhere on there. Uh, we haven't seen Quinn Whitlock, to your point. Uh, we we haven't seen uh, Deshaun Gaddy. We haven't seen the other two guys I mentioned. Cam Johnson's the only one we've seen. And like you said, the secondary wasn't good last year. So with all that being said, I'll say C+. plus. Okay. Only because of Deshaun Gaddy's potential. Yes. And the fact that they can only get better than last year. Because a lot of last year was also scheme. Yeah. Yeah. No, and definitely and you'd hope. I think that, Bowen is gonna bring yeah at least something unique. In when that, you have a guy like Nick Harvey and he doesn't even he gets like one pick, like yeah. there's an issue there. Yeah. No. So um Okay, safety, Colin. Let's assume Alex Morris. Let's assume it's just this group. I don't know what right. capacity, but Alex Morris, Keelan Crosby, uh, Mikhail Sanders. Okay, I believe that that's it. Let me let me check the safety roster real quick because it's right here. This is Bernie's least strong uh, remembering no, names. I got it. Jackson Gibbs, Jackson include him Gibbs. in there. So those four: Jackson, did he play nickel corner last yes, year? Yes, but it can move. Uh, Jackson, Mikhail. Keelan, Alex. Those four, what are you grading them? That you safety unit. That's tough. It's tough because we don't know anything about any of them besides right. like Keelan played a little bit. Jackson played a little bit. Like they've all played a little bit. Right. And but we don't know. And you had Kyrie just dominating that one safety spot. And then Taylor, Taylor, I think he got hurt for a few plays. Yeah. A game or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah a game or two. And, and you had some other guys, but there wasn't really a drop off. So safeties weren't great last year. Like you said, they couldn't really tackle. And there was no turnovers, so I'm gonna have to go. This is probably weaker than the corners, in my opinion. I'll probably go C minus. I think I'm with you. For lack of experience. I think I'm with you. C minus. Yeah, we we don't know. Yeah. Uh I will say one thing that I guess could have brought me up a little bit is the fact that Clint Bowen is a safeties coach and that he has experience mm-hmm. not only with safeties, but forcing turnovers with you know being creating a productive defense out right. of the back so that that's one reason why I'm kind of excited to see what he can do there but um uh let's see what's next what's next what's next what's next you want to do special teams or just go to offense let's do special teams special okay. teams con Bernardo is I believe the the punter Bernardo Bernardo, Bernardo. <laughs> hold on wait let me find it <laughs> imagine Bruni asking that as, as his press day so how do you think of bernardo what do you think Punder? of bernardo okay hold on hold on what a name by the way first name or last name that's either that's an okay either name. Again, ethan mooney kicker yeah solid kicker so are you making fun of bernardo no i'm saying is it a first name or last name you don't even know <laughs> it's his first name bernardo rodriguez great name that is a great name <laughs> All right, Bernardo Rodriguez at punter and uh, Ethan Mooney at kicker. And Deion Herr Griffin at kick returner, who everybody loves now. Deion Hare Griffin, great returner. Nothing more to say. Ethan Mooney, great, uh, good kicker. Great. Great. Good. I will argue this. Great. Good. I need to see Compare something Compare his numbers to Trevor Moore's sophomore year. It's not even close. Trevor Moore went like 9 of 13. This guy went 16 of 20 last year. What was his long? Ethan Mooney better than Trevor Trevor Moore at this pace. I need to see it this year. If he follows it up with another good year, better than Trevor Moore. NFL? I, I I'm not saying anything else besides he's, Listen, he had a been, better sophomore season. Built like a linebacker. He had a way better season <coughs> than Trevor Moore as a sophomore. I feel like stayed like, stayed late at night and looked this up. Anyways. I've looked it up. Uh, and Bernardo. <laughs> I know nothing about Bernardo. I'm sorry. What is it? From Coppell. Went to Kansas State. Okay, now so he's, he's going to be at least good. So, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give him an A minus. Wow, there's our boy Bernardo. There's Bernardo right Bernardo's there. Bernardo's numbers number one. I'm showing Colin a picture. No, that's forty one. Oh, sorry, forty one. <laughs> I was to say number you think one. Think they'd let a punter at forty one? Uh, I was. You mean number one? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, number one. Uh, that would be insane. I was to say Bernardo has got something up when his now sleeve. He's 32. <laughs> now he's thirty two. Now he's <laughs> thirty two. All right. Anyways, uh, what do you see? What would you give it? I'm gonna give him an a minus. Deion here Griffin won them multiple games You're last right. season. At least and two. Ethan Mooney. Yeah, same with Ethan Mooney. Alex Al, Alvin Kenworthy, good Was punter. Bernardos from Kansas State. No way you can be worse. Was Alvin Kenworthy overrated? They punted a lot. They did. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Evan Ken, Kenworthy, because um, we thought it was gonna be really bad. I'll say, I'll say B plus. That's that's insane. Which I guess is just slightly contrarian, just to. I'm, not just, I'm not just saying that just to be contrarian. I guess is it better. sounds like it, you are. But no, I, give I'm me an actual that. reason why they're not A minus. You can't. I, I I don't think Dion Harrig Griffin is like. I don't think he's amazing, but um, there's uh, so God. many. God, he's not like no, 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 no T. Y. No, no. Hilton back there. No, of kicks. course not. But I'm saying that there's Sean Jackson. The thing with special teams <laughs> is that you need them to be, you need them to be solid, at the very least. And I think this team, at the very least, is good. Or the special let's teams. Let's not forget the Houston game last year. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. I never want to talk that's about all the Houston game. Say. That's all I'm gonna say. That's not. Let's not forget about it. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right. Next, um receiver. You want me to name those? No, I know the Deontay receivers. Deontay Simpson, just... Jaya Shorter, Austin Agumakin, Greg White, Jalen Darden, Roderick Burns. Forget Greg White's still on this Damon team. Damon Ward, Keelan Jackson. I'm forgetting someone. Khatib Lyles. Hati- no, he's a tight end now. He's a tight end now. Good, good catch, though. Good job. All right. There you go. Uh, This is tough because J- Jalen Darden is obviously a really good receiver, but he reminds me a lot this isn't any fault of his own of of carlos harris jr in the sense that he's not able to break the top of the defense off he's a slot receiver right and my point and this is this is not a knock on him i'm saying as a receiver it's completely a knock on him it's not a knock on him oh you're saying the receiving corpse can't take the the top off defense i'm saying that because he plays slot receiver and that's your best receiver i'm gonna have to lower them you don't have a rico on this team no you're crazy. It's not a huge knock. So because Jalen Darn can't beat a safety or whoever's guarding him thirty yards down the field, and we don't even know if they have a quarterback that can hit that pass yet, so I don't know if that's relevant. I'm just saying. So I I'm just you, saying. You're knocking them down to what? What was the grade? I didn't say the grade yet. Oh, okay, sorry, I cut you off. I'm not giving them like a C or anything. I'm just saying I, it, this receiving core is not as good as it was last year or the two, two with Rico Oh, two years ago two years ago with Rico where are you saying last if year Rico t- was playing last year okay okay yeah we came into the season saying it was one of the best yes you had the right. one-two punch of Rico and JD now your one-two punch is I forgot his name Jair Jair and JD Jair although I think he's in it I, I predicted he was gonna have a really good season you did we need to see it and until we see it I'm giving him a B Okay, you said all that and gave him a B. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't saying that JD's bad. I was ready for a C plus. I wasn't. I, I told you I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying JD is really, really, really good. I'm just saying that you can't rely on a slot receiver to carry. I mean, he's gonna have like 80 catches this year. You can have 80 catches, but how many touchdowns is he gonna have? He had 12 last year. Because of Mason. We know <laughs> you. you cannot fall back on I'm that. I hate you. Okay. Um, I will say. Uh, okay, I'm really high on Deontay and Jair. One of at least one of them taking a step forward. Austin Agumakin's gonna be good. Greg White's gonna be good. They have good depth. They're gonna use tight ends more because there's no Mike Law. Jalen is oh, really good. <laughs> I'm gonna go B minus. I said I was <laughs> knocking them and gave him a B. And you just said that they're really good right, and you gave them a B-. You can't it, change why, it. It's why, already it. Here's why. Here already, give me a reason. I, I just need to see, kind of like you, I need to see Deontay Simpson. Jair I am Shorter disgusted. T- no, but you're, you, started am- off, you started off your point by saying, Jalen Arden can't take the top off the defense, so I'm going to knock them. Yes. That was the first point you said. But am my, I wrong? what I'm saying. Hold on. Am I wrong? Y- yes. What? Wait, on which point? The one f- you just said. Jalen Darden can't single-handedly carry this receiving core to glory. <laughs> he, he, he might be able to. He, he's going really he to the- have really good individual numbers. And that's why I said it reminds me of Carlos Harris Jr. Carlos Harris Jr. was your only really, really, really good receiver on that team. I don't remember if you remember know like, him. No. Five years ago, he was the senior receiver. Okay. And you had nobody else. You need to prove that Jair and everyone else is able to... Get open instead of being thrown I open. I agree with that. I agree. Jair. Jalen, right Jair now, is Deontay. the only receiver that can get open and not get thrown open. and Deontay need to show, and Austin and Greg, two I Some combination of them. I'm disgusted you Some combination. Just chastised we don't know me. how good those four are. You just chastised me, and you... I'm. I'm taking. Without it back. Mason, we don't know how good those four are without Mason. That's oh, all I'm saying. Oh, now I, Now you can fall no, back on that. No, but you said I'm taking it back. This goes back to what I'm I was saying. It back. Is <laughs> that you said Jalen Darden can't take top of yes. defense? So I'm docking them a grade and or something. And you didn't let me expand, and I expanded. No, but that's just not where you should have started. You should have started. I can with, start wherever I want to start. No, because that's wrong. Am it's, I wrong? It, yes, it's. <laughs> It's wrong. Jalen Darden will carry this receiving court. Yes, he, he will. will carry this offense in a lot of ways Probably, next yes. to Trey Siggers. That wasn't my point. Your point was that he can't catch a 30 yard pass when no, we don't that even know the quarterback can. I make said that my, throw. my point was is that he's not going to be able to single <laughs> handedly make this receiving core great. That's, that was not your point. That was not I explained your point. it bad. I, I explained it bad, mind. but that's my point. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. You're worried about. Someone taking anybody taking the top off defense, right. and you're saying Jalen I'm, can't, I'm so, can't do that because Jalen can't do that. You need that on a receiving. You need core. Someone to do. It. I will say I think Jair can do that. Jair can do that, but a lot of the times he was thrown open. Maybe, maybe we have to see. I agree. With, I gave him a B minus, so I'm not I know against you. Gave him a B- you. B- minus. I'm just against how you presented the information of targeting J- Jalen Darden. I wasn't a, targeting Jalen Darden. I'm sorry if it came <laughs> Jalen, off that way. Jalen, I got you, man. I... I, I got your back, Jalen. I said he's the best receiver on the team. What do you want from me? You, I gave him beans. That he's the best First receiver on the team. All team. conference, twelve <laughs> You're touchdowns, to make it for that minus now, aren't seventy you? plus receptions. That's Jalen Darden. <laughs> Respect him. <laughs> Respect him. Next. I'm taking it back. Running back, Colin. Actually, t- oh, should we include tight ends? We'll do tight ends. I guess. Jason Purtle, Hati Lyles, Cole McCrary. Christian, Christian Lee, and Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts. Wow, that's He's, another name. Well, yeah, him and Christian Lee were our freshmen. Oh, okay. Um, this is another tough one because no knock on Jason Purtle. All of his touch ones were against uh, a completed knock against Jason Purtle. Is what, what you're saying? No, but go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah, but <laughs> but but all his touch most of his touch were against ACU. He was he was good. And he was tip. just good. But without a Mike Law and kind of how last year they said they were going to use tight ends and never did yeah. you need to have a step up this year and they can be from Pirtle that can be from Christian Lee who's supposed to be really good that can be from I don't know who's actually Hattie supposed to be Blyle. I, don't, I, I don't know how, how good it'll be because at, at tight end he was a good receiver Yeah, yeah but my point is is without those guys, you need to have someone that's able to get open and have really like be your bailout guy, like Mike Law was for Mason last year. Mm-hmm. And do I see Jason Perl doing that? I'm not sure. I think you made. Oh, what was your grade? Oh, uh, grade C plus right now. You're doing good with these grades. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm waiting un- for one where I'm you actually... think I'm gonna dis- uninformed? Where I'm actually going to like... Yeah, we might be spending too much time. We might talk to each other too much for this. <laughs> we might need like an external uh, <laughs> person to come in here and just be like... Get Titans like- are an A! <laughs> you idiots! Get, get, the, get some random dude off the street. Exactly. So, you make the good point, I think, that yeah, Jason Purtle's fine, but... Most of his touchdowns, if not all of his touchdowns, I believe, came, came against UTEP and Alan oh, Christian. UTEP, yeah. Like yeah. this isn't a guy who you can rely on every single game, at right. least last year. And I don't expect him to take like some marginally huge step forward over the offseason. I just don't personally. So that's why I think the future is a lot more important than this year for the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Hatib Lyles, Christian Lee, Jake Roberts, those three alone. I'm very, very high on. I'm excited for Christian Lee. I'm excited for all three of those for different reasons. Jake Roberts might be like the best blocker out of that group, but they all present different things. Um, one thing was that I, according, I, t- I talked to someone close to the team and they're just like, you know, they're again, they're they're trying to use tight ends. And like I said, without Mike Lowe, they can actually do that now, I think to a certain extent to where you can't, you don't need to have, Four receivers on the field. Well, I think, I think last year it wasn't necessarily even having Mike Law on the... F- I don't think it was Mike Law was playing so good that he needed to be on the field because the year before last, Mike Law really didn't have a lot of production. I thought it was... If I remember which correctly. Which one was it where he had like a bunch of catch, Like that 70 was, plus receptions. So- was it sophomore that year? That was sophomore okay, yeah, year. Okay, you're right. And then he had the down year and we were like, oh, is this You know, yeah. is this where tight ends are finally going to come in? Yeah. And I think they went into the season... Wanting to do the tight end thing, and then they realize, like, oh, and we don't Kelvin really have a hurt. tight end. Kelvin got hurt. And Kelvin got hurt. So, so I think that it was more so... And I'm not saying Mike is bad. I'm saying that the tight ends... I know, everyone keeps thinking I'm attacking everybody. I'm sorry. But <laughs> uh, I'm saying that <laughs> the tight ends didn't play good enough. So Mike Law m- played a lot more than they, I think, planned to last year. Yeah. Um... But I do think Jason Purtle starts at tight end. I think he gets the majority of the, the snaps. I just don't know who tight end two is going to be. If I had to guess, I'd probably say Hativ Lyles, just because I guess he has a year of experience. And I mean, maybe he's he's good. I don't know. Uh, we I have to see them. Like I've said with all these guys, I have to see them. This I think is they're going to try kind of preseason stuff, stuff this year instead of sticking to. Latrell's going to try some stuff. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think I think it's not going to be like, oh Jason Jason's doing okay. I think it's going to be like, oh Jason's doing okay, okay. Throw in who, who somebody else to see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, so you give them a what was it? C plus. C plus. That's a good grade. Um. Actually, I might disagree with you here a little bit. No way you go D. I'm going C minus. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm going C minus. That's okay. I, only because only because I'm I'm really high on the young guys. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have guys that you can put. Two tight ends on the field with on a consistent basis exactly. Jason no, I agree and fill in the blank on the field for seventy percent of snaps or fifty percent of snaps. That doesn't sound like a a lethal offense to me. Like that being that being five said, you linemen. can still run. You still have the receiver depth to where you don't have to necessarily run two tight ends. Exactly, exactly. They don't need to. Last year. I was kind of cool if Kelvin stayed healthy. I was like, "All right, this is cool. You can use two tight ends more. You can maybe run the ball better. You give Mason more options. Something." This year, I'm kind of like, eh, let's, let's, let let the receiving core that's kind of deep, you know, play. Let, if you have to put Austin Agumic in as a third receiver in the slot or something, and or Greg White or something, just to have four receivers that like, you can mix it up. No, you know, I will to, say logic Burns is good too. No, but I will say without a answer at quarterback because we have known nothing about them right now. There is an issue if you don't have those two tight ends, how effective you're going to be able to run the ball on a consistent basis. That leads us to our next unit calling offensive line Jacob Brammer, Manasseh Mosey, we'll name eight. it off. Let's go, Tishon Turpin, uh, Dazon Carroll, Robert Parrish, and Terrius Gray, and Terrius Gray, Chad Hickson. I think that's all I got. Man's doing like reps. That's all I got. Uh, (laughs) uh, What was the name of the dude? I don't remember. I mean, I can name freshmen, but I'm not gonna name freshmen. Those are the guys I'm gonna name for now. I think that was seven, six, seven. All right, Colin, that unit. What do you got them? They've never improved in my tenure. You've never seen this group before, Colin. I don't need to see this group. It's a different group. This is a D plus. That's all I'm saying. No explanation there doesn't need to be an explanation look at last year's film the year before that's film the year before that's film all right dudes were on the team all right, all right. They're all, not right. Young dudes. all right all right i'm giving them a c you are insane I'm you are absolutely insane i'm okay. giving them a c tell me why the left tackle and right tackle positions are going to be better than last year i'm giving them a tell, c no answer that question i i will just give me a second i'm giving them a c you're insane <laughs> <laughs> you know you're insane no i'm not no i'm not insane I think last year was had last year's offensive line had the worst chemistry of any offensive line I've ever seen. They had some talent. They had more talent, I think, than this year's offensive line. I'll give you that. I think you know you're not playing, DeAndre you're playing, not playing too good. In okay, here. cool, whatever. Jacob Rammer uh, was somewhat hurt sometimes and I did okay. Um, you had guys on that offensive line that I was just like, they just did not look like. I don't know how to word this. When you watched them play, it was bad. Right? We can agree on that. This offensive line... Is it going to look bad? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And so this goes back to what I said for he's, tight ends. This goes back to what I said for if, all the other positions. If there is any position that we know most about, we it we is do this not one. No. We don't know how good Teshon Turpin or um, Antarius Gray are. They could come in and start. Mose is good. Um, Brammer... It's okay. He's going to be a year better. You know, a year better. He's had a whole offseason to work. Get better. Um, who else? Cole Brown. I didn't even mention Cole Brown. Maybe, possibly. Uh, Chad Hickson. Then you go down the list. They have. I think they have a little more depth than this, this year. Because depth the is real what this reason, team needs, right? The real reason why I'm giving them a seat is because I think at some point, at some point, someone from the 2019 class, or maybe even 2020 class, Eric Williams was a monster, 2020 class, Someone from one of these classes that's very good and has a higher rating than anybody else on this team could dream about will play. Significant snaps. Maybe even start. So for that reason, I'm partially projecting, but I'm also saying I think that this unit, while they're not going to be good, I don't put them behind. Hey, last year's offensive line probably had like a C-. No. So I I think it's around the same. You and just I, just I'm, I'm right just now. kind of I'm kind of optimistic In a sense Of just that It can't get worse And that they have A lot of new faces in there That's what I'm excited about And they have a new offensive line clo- coach In Mike Blesch Three reasons right there C History repeats itself Bruni D plus Alright let's move on Um, Who's that Who's last Quarterback 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 Is that the last one Yes we have a Run lot back. of questions Oh that's right I'm sorry Um, Name them off You were doing good <laughs> trey siggers oscar out deandre tory i'm i nick really smith, appreciate evan oscar johnson Radaway second on that list nick smith evan johnson um they have some walk oh I, 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 isaiah johnson not a walk-on uh isaiah johnson and then i ragsdale 2020 class as well great late name late pickup um all right that's seven i believe i just named what do you got <laughs> you give me flashbacks to the preview when you say what do you got? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you got? Hot take machine. Hot take machine. Continue go. Ahead. Um this position group actually concerns me because we don't know what Trey Siggers is going to be. Um although I am still high on Oscar Attaway as being a main back in the future. Trey Siggers is no doubt going to carry this offense if he's healthy and if he's not healthy there's a lot of reason for concern because outside of Oscar Attaway and DeAndre Torrey, if those two dudes don't do what Trey Siggers did last year, then you have an issue on offense. If Trey Siggers come back, comes back 100%, 90% even, give him a A minus. If he comes back at 70% or isn't even, if, if he's not back for the first few games, you know he's not going to be back yes. fully for the whole season. Then you got to start thinking B minus. I think he's gonna be back. I don't again I don't know nothing, the extent of his injury. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be fine. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's fine. So I'm gonna act on the assumption that he's fine. Okay. Because I haven't heard anything saying that he's not fine. Then if he's fine, A minus. Okay. A minus? Okay. Because of depth and talent. No, you're right. Yeah. Um This is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go A minus with you. Look at that. I'm gonna go A minus with you. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go A minus. I can't push myself to an A. Even though I think this could be an A group. If Oscar Addaway is good and uh, DeAndre Torre. No, I'm gonna go A. I'm gonna go A. I'm gonna go A. DeAndre Tory is the second best back on this group. Oscar Addaway. And DeAndre Tory, two years ago, was the star back for this group. Nick Smith, you remember Nick Smith? Do you remember Nick Smith? What was Nick Smith's last (laughs) year? The Jeffrey Wilson year when Jeffrey Wilson got injured and he had like five hundred yards? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure I'm looking at the right thing here. Yeah, Redshirt Senior, Nick Smith. Remember him? He's their fourth best back. No, yeah, this this running back group is deep. Oscar Attaway, Monster, third best back. DeAndre Torre, Beast, second best back. Trey Siggers, Monster, first back back. That's four legitimate backs right there you could... That could start, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's an A. And anything less than A is disrespect. on a, a, a plus. Anything less than why A. Anything less than A is disrespect. Why aren't you on A plus? All right. Trey Siggers. Is Trey Siggers the best running back? Trey in this? Siggers is going to be a top five running back in conference. You say I don't give a damn what anybody at the Roost has to say. Shout out the Roost. Only top. I was on their podcast. I was Only on top five. They did. They they had him outside the top six. 'Cause you go down there there are good running backs in Cafe say, Do they not see Knox, what Trey Siggers did like, last are, year? There are there are back, Brendan Knox at Marshall's was the MVP last year. You gotta give that to him. Okay. Justin Henderson LaTeX was really good. Okay. Um oh, I forgot what the other ones' names were. I watched Trey Siggers tear down entire teams against the entire SMU What's team. About, Listen, you're, you're not, you don't have to convince me. I'm I'm taking it back. By Everyone the else. Says I keep he's saying that today. Not I gotta top, stop. Not top five. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Trey Sigurs, Uh Give me an A. Anything less than A is disrespect. Khan just disrespected all the running backs. He's getting back at me for the receiving Can't thing. believe this. <laughs> Can't believe this, Khan. You should apologize. Okay. Quarterbacks, Khan. You know the room. We all know the room, but I'll run through it anyways for you. Just in re- no particular <laughs> order okay, of can... me naming this, okay? I don't want anyone to think I'm naming it. No favorites. Position. Actually, I'm just gonna go. Case and Martin, Will Keane, uh, uh, Austin Ani, Jason Beam, I'm get Gilmore now, but he's not playing this year. But you know what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Because I know this is also a question. Do we? Ex- Does anyone expect Case and Martin or Will Keane to play? <laughs> or have a shot? No. Okay. No. I knew that too. Just need to get that out there. Will Keane will play before Casey Martin. Yeah, Kacen... Done. Kacen's moving on. Congratulations for he's, his... He's his married now. He's yeah, a family. congratulations to his... He's a, he's a family fam. man. He's a family man. I, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It that's crazy. Marriage, Side man. point. Marriage. I'm 20... I'm, I'm older than him. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm 23. <laughs> I'm sitting in my room making a podcast <laughs> with Brumy. <and> Kacen's <laughs> out here getting married. married. Yeah. Oh my Shout, God. Out God. Shout out Kacen. Shout out and Martin, man. Anyways. <laughs> uh, So, Austin, Ani... And Jason Bean, the the storyline of the season. Ah, yes. Everyone wants to know what you're thinking, Colin. Everyone already knows Austin Ani is gonna gonna be starting by the end of the year. Jason Bean's gonna start the first first couple games probably, just okay. because he's played. Um, I know. What was one of the questions? There was a question about something. There were a lot of questions on the quarterback. Oh, but like you a the specific one. A, yeah, there was like a specific one. Okay. Who is the better quarterback when it comes to fundamentals and raw passing ability between Ani and B That's the first question. Do you want to answer that? Should, should, shouldn't I thing? have both questions? Who do you think gets the start at quarterback week one? Oh, I already answered is that. Is there a chance the younger guy no. in the room gets to compete for serious playing time such as Martin or King? That's from Green-Blooded. Shout out Green-Blooded. Shout out Green-Blooded. Um, so I guess the only part you didn't answer is the first part of that. Yeah. Who's uh, better raw passing ability? I think everyone every I think it's undisputed that everyone knows that it's Austin. Mm-hmm. Um it's just that Jason brings Jace I hate we're going on a first name basis now. <laughs> Jason <laughs> brings it, I think it, I think it uh it's because it runs with Mason. It's giving me flashbacks. Uh <laughs> he's he's mobile and he's able to do things with his legs and this team might need that this year especially if Austin doesn't pan out in terms of awareness and Things like that. Because Austin has the has the raw passing ability. Um, and we saw that last year's spring practice. We saw that whenever he did play. However, his awareness... And I think you did a film review of this yes. a few months ago. Or a month Whatever. Yeah. How long ago. Is although he made really good passes, he also made really bad passes. And Jason is more the more experienced quarterback. So that's why I expect him to start the first two weeks. But if he's not doing something extra... Then I think Austin will get the start week three or four. Okay. All right, you heard it here first. Um, wait, what was the grade? That's tough. That is so tough. We come to you for the tough questions, Colin. Hot take, machine. Tough answers. <laughs> go ahead. What do you got, man? Are hey, you want me to go first? I'm trying to think. No. The reason I know why mine. I'm so why I'm so ahead. torn is because there's cautious optimism here. Okay. I think that. At least me, I am terrified of a complete just drop off of a cliff for Mason. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the realistic look at it is, we can expect above average or average. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for me to believe that after Mason. So I'm going to go C, but only because that's in the middle. There's no, there's no real reason outside because we haven't seen anything. So you're you're thinking that you're overly concerned. So you're saying I'm that you think it, they're going to be above average or average. You're they're not going to fall for a cliff. I don't think it's going to be they're not going to be the worst quarterbacks in conference would USA. Yeah. But I don't but I I think I'm just terrified of like we watch Mason carry this team and I I I'm, I'm expecting that from every North Texas quarterback going forward. Yeah. Your expectations are too right. right. I'm 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 for those who know Andrew McNulty, I'm scared of that happening again. And when you run Josh Greer out there and you run whoever the fourth string was out there and uh six or great friend six year quarterback Quinn Shambour Quinn Shambor. All four of them played that year and I am terrified of that happening. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go C minus. I'm gonna see go minus. C-. Uh, yeah I, I can't agree or disagree. I with just you. don't I I I'm cautiously pessimistic. Mm. Cautiously pessimistic now that's right contrarian. Now. That is that is <laughs> contrarian uh, I am I'm I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I need to see it. I need to get to practice. Once I get to practice, I can report back to how they're looking because I've seen Mason Fine do all the drills before. But I need to see these guys do all the drills. I need to see them in action. I need to see with my own eyes. I mean, we've seen them do the drills. I think it's game time is what we're concerned about. <laughs> no, but I haven't seen them do it as number one. I've only watched like Mason. Like I've watched them, but Mason's always been there. So it's like, how can you compare? Yeah. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm. I'm at C minus. Okay, uh, let me, let's me let run through a couple of these other questions real quick that we have. Just probably spend no more than a minute on any of them. Uh, Alejandro's <laughs> question... I think we answered all of them. Well, Oh, this one is also from NTSN, I believe. Uh, will offense uh, lean more heavily on uh, the running backs? Tee it high and let it fly is not happening this season. So that's a yes? Yes, running backs. I agree. Which is why I think Jason might play if yeah. austin isn't able to to show that he's way better because they could do a lot of stuff with his with his running ability yeah for sure um but uh we've answered a lot of these questions on previous podcasts so go check those out as well i'm not gonna i don't remember exactly which ones they were but yeah don't answer them for long time listeners you know just uh mm. have it that wasn't a shot either that was just a All right, uh, lastly, uh, this was on our board, on Mean Green 24-7 VIP board, so check that out as well if you are a subscriber or become a subscriber. Um, NC Mean Green asked, um, the proposed changes to the offense and defensive schemes. I'll run through it real quickly. Defensively, uh, Katie Davis and a few of the guys just said that it's kind of a little more freedom. Uh, it's less restrictive than Refit was, um, and they're going to be more aggressive in a lot of ways. So once they're they're going to be in position to make plays. But Clint, Clint Bowen has proven time and time again at, at Kansas that he's able to create defenses that work to their personnel, um, and creating turnovers is something that he's high on. So I kind of like it. If if anything, make it a Boomer Bust defense. I, we're, we're getting a pick, or let's go to touchdown. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> I'm perfectly no, fine I'm, with that. No, I'm, I'm being facetious, but no, you're not. Y- 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 y'all know what I'm saying. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Latrell is going to have his hands on a lot of this. He's going to bring in some new new schemes. He's going to bring in uh, more tight end usage, I think. He's going to run the ball more. Um, he's going to let the quarterback settle into games more. I think that's a big thing. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see how how that plays out, but I think that's the, that's the main thing. What, what do you have, Colin? You said quarterbacks settle into games more? Yes. I would argue they settled too much last year. I don't mean settle as in like settle for checkdowns. I mean settle into games as in establish the run. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then let the quarterback play off of that. Whereas Mason was like Mason, do whatever the hell you want. Throw the ball forty yards on first play. These guys are gonna be like, all right, run the ball. Maybe. Yeah, more traditional style. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Yeah, pro style. Maybe I don't know if you want to call it that, but yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing to improve the offensive line yet. Um and then he asked if if I know the thoughts on the players playing in a reduced capacity state stadium. Which, based on what I based on talking to Jalen Darden today, I don't give any I don't think they give a damn about playing in any capacity stadium. I think they just want to play. Yeah. No, I think yeah, at the end of the day they because no, I think in March everyone was like, I don't we don't know if football's happening. So I think like you said, they're just they're just happy to be they, out there. They just want to play. Yeah. Like at this point it's it's not about... Like, if their family's there, then that's all they need, really. And even if they're not there, if they're watching at home, I mean, I think they just want to play because the, uh, it's too real. The opportunity of not playing... Like, the realistic situation where there is not a football season is too real for these guys to be like damn, man, I, there's not 20,000 people in the stadium. You know, there's, ah, uh, this sucks. No, the NBA is playing in a bubble with nobody there. Like WNBA, NHL, doing all doing the same. MLB is not even in a bubble when they don't have anybody at their games. They have little cardboard cutouts. We could probably do that. Um, Br- Bruni's breakdown cardboard cutouts? Yeah, can we put those on the wall around here? No, no, no. Fill the whole stadium we'll just do- with just you with us? You know how much money that's going to cost? I'm down we need more subscribers yeah please <laughs> <laughs> let's make this happen uh but anyways i i think they're too focused right now and this goes back to my initial talk because i think they're too focused right now all right thank you for your questions all of y'all ntsn ntm nc mean green alejandro uh barry trying to make sure i didn't miss anybody. i think i missed somebody definitely uh pit crew green-blooded brian russell all of y'all thank y'all for your questions all right um last thing because okay we got to all the questions uh, two more things two more things con first off i I don't wanna I, I had more of this before like I had a better idea of how I want to do this before the podcast but now we've kind of covered everything I will say since this is our first podcast of the fall camp, I will say I am cautiously optimistic at this very moment con about this team and here's why nobody else has a damn quarterback. Just like North Texas. Chris Robinson from FAU is gone. I think I saw a number that 10 of the 14 teams, somewhere around there. Yes. 10 of the 14 teams in Conference USA don't have a quarter, quarterback. Their same quarterback from last year. The only ones I can think of are Chris Reynolds from Charlotte back. Jack Abraham back. Astro O'Hara, Middle Tennessee back. That might be it. UTSA Frank Harris back. I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. That's basically Old Dominion. So, uh, UAB, yes, no, who are the Maryland dude Tyler Johnston? You're right, UAB, five. Okay, there's probably there might be six, I don't know. Nobody else has a quarterback though, that's what I'm trying to say. And if you look at so, okay, I kind of looked at this before the season is that North Texas football, like their schedule is a pain. When you look at it on paper, because of the quarterbacks they play, right? Houston Baptist has one of the best FCS quarterbacks in the country. His name's like Bailey Zap. I want to say something around there. Bailey Zap, one of the best FCS quarterbacks in the country. Then you, they had a Kellen Mond, obviously good. SMU, Shane Bouchelle, Houston, Clayton Tune, not you know Derek King, but still, still a good quarterback. They played Clayton Tune last year. Exactly. No slander. <laughs> exactly. No slander. To him. Uh, Southern Miss, Jack Abraham. Charlotte, Chris Reynolds, Middle Tennessee, Asher O'Hara. Those were the first seven games. Mm-hmm. You had established quarterbacks everywhere. Now, at least a has gone. So, you six games still, you're playing established quarterbacks. Then you have UTEP, uh, Louisiana Tech, both obviously new quarterbacks. UAB, I believe Tyler Johnston is still there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Rice, new quarterback or quarterback battle, uh, and UTSA. So, this is a schedule where they have a lot of... There are a lot of returning quarterbacks, but... You look at like, how do I word this? How do I word this? I feel optimistic that North Texas isn't alone. That's what I'll say. I feel like there there are teams like Louisiana Tech who have to replace a quarterback, or Charlotte and UAB who, while they have a returning quarterback, you're like, okay, like they're still not they're still not a good quarterback. They're still not like really good quarterback. Right. So Southern Miss is the only one I'm worried about there. astro O'Hara is basically runs for over a thousand yards and passed for not, not that much more than a thousand yards. Um, but yeah, so that's why I'm not too, I feel like the quarterback differential in conference play, at least. And I guess Houston, if you want to say Houston is not that big anymore. I would so. also say that we're also looking at this from the perspective of the court. We've seen the quarterback the last four years have to carry the team. Whereas I think we're both expecting the defense to improve quite a bit yes and that can also go a long way and and we saw, we saw that we see that with possibly UAB Southern Miss uh Western Kentucky like we see those three three teams that have dominant defenses and they don't they didn't have a Mason fine on their team so exactly. so I think that's another way to look at it too is we're coming from the perspective of offense 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 put up 38 points a game give up 35 we might be too worried about not having Mason Fine a quarterback right but if other te- if other units step up, exactly exactly it won't be as big of a deal okay okay um how big i mean i don't know what happened with robinson chris robinson from fau but that's a big deal like we had him as like the best or second best best quarterback in conference usa him and jack abraham yeah um see but it's fau (laughs) And that's, that's where you get, it's, it's, it's crazy because I feel like they will, every go into every year. They have like this quarterback thing or they have somebody like, like Deandre Francois. He was on FAU. <laughs> and was. it was like, oh, they don't have their starting quarterback. And then they go ahead and win the conference. Like yeah. what's happening. So I'm not putting anything past FAU. Yes. It's obviously a hit, but FAU's FAU. Who knows what will happen? Yeah. Okay. Last thing we'll talk about here, which you alluded to at the beginning of the podcast is Mason Fine. Now, I believe he's the quarterback's coach at Paul Huska. I, I just I saw know. assistant have, coach. A, I have no clue if I'm saying that high school name right. That's how it's spelled. Paul Huska. So that's how I'm saying it? Huska. Paul No, it's it's probably Huska. I was just trying to see what it's Quarterback's like. coach. And he's coaching Bryce Drummond, who is in North Texas 2021 commit. That's, I mean, okay, yes. Obviously, we wanted him to be in the NFL. But Jamar Smith, like a bunch of players who even i think seventh rounders might be getting cut too at this point like they don't have spots at this point for anybody who wasn't drafted so that's why i'm saying you know just make ends meet here can teach the next generation of oklahoma oklahomans and bryce drummond is going to reap the benefits of mason fine being his quarterback's coach colin but mason fine isn't reaping the benefits of mason fine and being in the nfl oh colin there's nothing you can do about that colin listen man let me be disappointed. I'm s- I wanted it's to play Mason on months, Madden. Colin. I know. I know. I, I get the reality. I get it. It's just unbelievable. He'll have a chance next year. He'll have a chance next year. But shout out to Mason Fine for being a quarterback's coach at Paul Huska. That's an awesome, awesome deal. I'm Mason glad he's- Fine future head coach of north texas football for like 30 years i'm down i'm down i'm down okay <laughs> bryce drummond though again a name to watch for he's the only quarterback committed this 2021 class i believe he's going to be the only one if he's um you know if he stays committed i I don't see them picking up another one especially with armani gilmore coming in uh in in this year's class as a as as a transfer um but yeah shout out to mason fine that's a that's awesome for him i'm excited to see what they do over there him and bryce drummond maybe we have to drive up there for a story Mm. definitely happening nobody take my idea i just trademarked that the tulsa world is, is i don't that... see it in the tulsa world colin <laughs> the tulsa world. is that actually like a yeah the oklahoma the oklahoman That's i don't want to see I know it that one. i just trademarked it okay there you go mingry 24 7 suing <laughs> suing our own settlements coming <laughs> our own settlements coming <laughs> <laughs> All I want is gas money that you can to drive up there and food. <laughs> I want free pawhuska steaks for life. What's what? What's the best local restaurant up there? And then that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. That's it. Okay. Um, but I think. That, hold on. Let me make sure. Let me run through my extensive list here, Colin. Yes, that's all we had. One question. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Okay, This kind of... We should have talked about this earlier, but is the fact that they're in Ar- Armani Gilmore a sign that they don't expect this quarterback? <laughs> uh, I guess unit to do that well? No, no, no. It's... Look, how they're going to phrase it I, is competition. I don't care what they phrase it as. You see the writing on the wall. You see them bringing an Armani Gilmore in when Mason finds I don't think Fine Armani Gilmore is head and shoulders above either of these quarterbacks. I don't think he is, but the fact that they're... But I think they look at it as having another option. Because I don't even think they know exactly how good Amani Gilmore is. But maybe he could be better. Like, you just want to give yourself... I've said this before. You want to just give yourself as many th- throw of the darts as possible and just to hit one. one of them. That's it. That's all you're doing. That's it. Amani Gilmore, <laughs> Austin Oni, Jason Bean... One of those three, after this season, will be a starting quarterback. I don't know who it is. They don't know who it is. Throw the darts. Hit one of them. True freshman Bryce Drummond. Mason coming back? Mason Mason new, Mason new coach? Offensive coordinator? Mason turning him into Mason 2.0. Starts his freshman season. Four more years of the greatest quarterback ever. I can't wait. What a time. I can't wait. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Um, please... Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud as well. Um, subscribe to me Green 24-7. We have 50% off the entire month of August because it is 24-7's 10-year anniversary, Colleen. You know wow. how, old, how old I was 10 years ago? 12. 12. So they've been doing this since I was 12. And so here we are now in 2020 50 <laughs> off the entire month of august 12. check that check that out <laughs> yes colin uh uh check that out um we have a lot of vip stuff coming for y'all in the near future and right now i mean not even in the future at this very moment um, what else do I plug, Colin? Our Twitters. Follow Colin at Twitter at Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at MatthewBruny underscore. And follow MeanGreen247 at MeanGreen247. Also, like us on Facebook, Colin. We're over 200 likes on Facebook. Did you know that? Uh, you didn't know that. I don't get on Facebook <laughs> d- a lot. I don't get on it either, but hey. 200. Let's make it 300. Okay. Before tomorrow. <laughs> Before tomorrow, Colin? This is going to be out at like 7 p.m., 6 p.m. But whenever they listen to this, it's always the next day. Okay, so th- it entices them to do it before exactly. They're and if it's at two ninety nine, three months Genius. from now, Genius, tomorrow's Colin. still three hundred. Genius. Okay, for Colin Mitchell, for Maya Mitchell, thank you all for joining us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to y'all later.